Welcome to the Charlotte Shields Coaching Podcast. I have real answers from real spouses of how to uplevel your marriage, even if you've lost hope. You can be the spouse you want to be, and you'll feel appreciated, cared for, and desired again. Let's create your marriage miracle. It's simple, but not easy. Nothing worth having ever is. Stick around to learn what it takes to create the marriage you've always dreamed of. It's pretty amazing to think that the being who created the universe and everything in it, the heaven, the earth, the land, the water, the animals, the plants, called them all good. But when he created us, his sons and daughters, he called us very good. God revealed himself to Moses face to face and showed Moses that he created man in his own image. As he showed Moses his creations, he kept saying that he created them for his own purpose. He eventually told Moses what that purpose was. He said, my purpose is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. Moses saw all God had created. And he said, for this thing, I know that man is nothing. I think Moses didn't realize that every single tiny thing he was, he was, and he had, and he could do came from God. He comprehended in this moment, how without God, he wouldn't exist. He had been made from the dust of the earth and would return to being dust of the earth when he died and was buried, which thing he had never supposed. But God, in his mercy, loves Moses, and he loves all of us. He doesn't believe man is nothing. He believes we are very good. God's most important purpose is creating us, taking care of us, and ultimately giving us all that he has if we are faithful, which is immortality and eternal life. We are his heirs. He intends to give us more than any mortal king or queen could ever bestow on a prince or princess in this world. This means that you and I are God's ultimate creation. We are his reason. We are the way he fulfills his purpose. We give him meaning. We help him fulfill the measure of his creation, just as our children and grandchildren will help us fulfill the measure of our creation. You are his child. You are his disciple because you choose to follow him. You are an amazing creation. What helped me to believe this was when I realized I can believe this because I didn't create myself. God created me. You and I have a hundred percent value and worth because we were born. The day we were born, that value will never change no matter what we do or we don't do. This is something to work on believing. Practice it. When you truly believe it, you will realize that every person on this earth is amazing because they didn't create themselves either. They have 100% value as well. This beautiful concept helps me to live into my true identity as a beloved daughter of God. It helps me love all God's children better. This brings me to an important point. 
each of us has a false self and a true self. Because of the fall of Adam and Eve, our false belief self was introduced with the help of Satan. He's the father of all lives. Our false self or limiting self is also called the natural man. And this natural man is an enemy to God. Some thoughts that I believe were introduced because of the fall were ones like this. I'm not good enough. This will never work. I am failing. This is too hard. Nobody likes me. I don't measure up. I should give up. Neil A. Maxwell said, just as Jesus warned that some evil spirits would come out only with prayer and fasting, the natural man does not come off without difficulty either. It's a fight of this personal battle. The Lord has urged us to live so that we can come off conqueror, but we cannot come off conqueror, except we first put off the natural man. The natural man is truly God's enemy because the natural man will keep God's precious, precious children from truth and everlasting happiness. Our full happiness requires our becoming men and women of Christ. The prophet Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith said it this way. He promised that when selfishness is annihilated, we will be able to comprehend all things present, past, and future. He also shared this hope. Even now, however, in gospel glimpses, we can see things as they really are. That means you can see yourself as you really are with in your true identity, with your divine potential. Indeed, the gospel brings glorious illumination to our possibilities scales can fall from our eyes. I have, ex I have experienced this. I love coaching on everything. It has helped me to see things as they really are. I coach on physical health, goals, relationships, anxiety, depression, procrastination, and anything my clients would like to work on in their lives. Wherever they don't feel like they're showing up how they want to. No matter what I coach on, by the end of working with me, my greatest hope is that my clients will start to comprehend their true identity and divine potential. In order to do this, they must recognize their limiting and false beliefs. These beliefs hold us back from what we're meant to be, who we're meant to be. Our physical health is greatly impacted by whether we move during the day and what we eat. Most of us know what's healthy and not healthy. Optimal physical health involves exercise and eating foods that are nutritious. The internet has thousands of sites on different methods to attain awesome physical health. We can find the help we need if we experiment and we figure out what works for us and we're motivated to do it and committed. As humans, we have other parts of our health that are really important and affect each other. Besides physical health, we need spiritual mental, and emotional health. As a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I have many resources for my spiritual health, including the scriptures and church leaders, personal revelation, and God through prayer. In my life, the gospel of Jesus Christ is my number one source of truth and light. A big part of my self-care each morning involves spending time with God, in prayer, meditation, study, and writing down personal revelation I receive. For much of my life, though, 
I didn't have anything in place to work on my optimal mental and emotional health. What I teach is not widely known. I know this because my clients regularly tell me that they have never heard the things I teach them before. And I know I didn't know them either for many, many years. Life coaching principles have helped me with my mental and emotional health more than anything else. Because these principles are true, they help me live the gospel of Jesus Christ better. Our all truth helps us live our life better. I know my savior better, and I know how to become more like him because of the work I do daily on my mental and emotional health. After the gospel, these practices have transformed my life the most. Managing my mind is the key to optimal mental health. The model as taught by Brooke Castillo, my coach that I went to school with and thought work are my means of creating amazing mental health. Thought work changed everything in my life, even though many of the circumstances in my life didn't change and some even got worse. Nothing really changed yet. Everything changed. I do this work of managing my mind daily. I do one unintentional model every morning And then I think of an intentional model. I ask myself every morning, what is not quite as good as it could be in my life? Then I do a model on whatever comes up. I always write my models. In my case, I type them on my computer. It's really hard to look at your brain with your brain. Getting it down on paper helps a lot. What does thought work do to help me become more Christ-like or live into my true identity. Let me share an example from this week of a model I did one morning. My son had just graduated from high school and was moving out the following day to do a summer job about an hour away. So this is the following day. The unintentional model is your default brain. It's your subconscious thoughts. It will just be offered to you. It's your false self. It's your natural man self. The C line was, which is the facts, just neutral until you think a thought about it. My son said, I've already told you four times that I don't need your help moving. My thought when he said that was, he is so rude. I felt angry. My action was that I said something short and snappy back and I left the room. The result from this, the way I behaved, the experience I created was that I was rude. Notice how the results, the experiences in your life end up always connecting to the thought that you had. So I went into my room and luckily it was, I hadn't done my model for the day. So I grabbed my computer and I pulled out of my model document And I wrote that unintentional model. And then I made an intentional model. Just, just, just the same thing, but it's using your conscious brain. It's your true self. It's your divine potential. So the C line was the exact same, right? This is what doesn't change. It already happened. It's, it's a fact. My son says, I've already told you four times that I don't need your help moving. My thought that I decided to choose instead of he is rude was he is under a lot of stress with this big life change. And guess what? When our thoughts change, our feelings change. And I felt compassion instead of anger. 
my action line was, as I sat in my room, I allowed the anger said, Oh, this is anger. I found it in my body. I described it and I witnessed it. I took deep cleansing breaths. I repeated this mantra that I love, which is I love and accept you, Shari. I love and accept you. And I put my son's name in there and I just called on Christ quickly. This isn't a long, huge process to just help me not become angry or build up resentment and to use this, his atonement to turn towards love of Christ instead of away from love. And the result is I was able to be who I wanted to be. So this is what it looked like. I used to react constantly to situations like this. Often things would get worse and worse throughout the day because my thoughts just kept spiraling. And I'd go down this rabbit hole of making sure that I, my brain would just look for more and more evidence of him being rude or whatever thought I was thinking, which I didn't even realize I had until I started doing models. So uh, instead I went back out and I chatted with him. And the reason why I could do this and he felt it was because I honestly felt differently. I had quickly changed my heart, which I believe is how we become more like Christ. There was not tension or weirdness between us, which could have been all day long. We had a great rest of the day preparing for him to move. It was over. I first notice I am living from my false self, my natural man or woman, when I feel a low emotion. Notice here, I felt angry. It happens so quickly. Our natural man jumps in and takes over if we aren't conscious and deliberate. After I feel this low emotion, I question what thought is causing that emotion. As I look at it intellectually, it already takes it down a notch because I am not my thoughts. I can decide if I want to keep the thought or not. That thought is not me. This is the best way I have found to repent daily. It is so much easier for me to tap into my true self when I look at it with eyes to see truth. If you need a review or if you are confused about the model I just described, go to my podcast number 20. You will find an explanation of the model and how to do thought work there. This is the formula I use for any problem in my life or any problem in my clients' lives. I've never been stumped. I've never not seen the truth. I've never not figured out the solution. Never continued focusing on the problem, not ever. I always get clarity. With really hard situations, I sometimes have to do multiple models and ask for help and revelation from God to see things clearly, to see things as they really are. But because I'm willing to be wrong, because I'm willing to be humble and submissive, it comes. If my clients or I take the time to intentionally decide how to feel about what is going on, we live our lives on purpose, on our terms. We feel empowered. We feel free. We feel in control of our lives. The scripture that comes to mind is that we are not being acted upon. We are acting for ourselves. In 2 Nephi 2.26, it says, And the Messiah comes in the fullness of times that he may redeem the children of men from the fall, which the fall was Adam and Eve, right? And introducing the natural man. And because they are redeemed from the fall, Christ did this for us. He's the reason. 
that we can act instead of being acted upon. He's the one who made it possible. They become free forever, knowing good from evil to act for themselves and not to be acted upon. Before I knew this work, I constantly felt like I was being acted upon. People were doing things that really made me mad, frustrated, hurt, upset. Before I had this tool, I did not understand my own mind. I didn't even realize that my thoughts were in the driver's seat. If I had known that the sentences in my mind were driving me, I could have changed them a lot sooner. I had a lot of critical critical thoughts about myself, and I had a lot of critical thoughts about others. I really thought I was just doing my best, but I did not make the cut most of the time. Many of these thoughts I had were limiting or false. We all have thousands of thoughts each day. And did you know only 5% are conscious? Our brain has to file the rest away or we would be in a loony bin. The other 95% are subconscious thoughts. Scientific research has proven that we have most access to our subconscious thoughts and mind right after we wake up and as we are going to sleep. Isn't that telling? Because I want to choose to take care of me during the beginning and ending hours of my day. I want to have as much influence over my subconscious mind as I can. I have a routine for an hour in the morning that fills my mind with gratitude and goodness and knowledge and guidance. And I also give myself time at the end of my day to wind down and process through the day so that I can go to sleep in peace and calm and gratitude. I have a lot less control over the part of the middle of my day, but my routine on either end of my days set me up for success. Did you know that of the thoughts that we have, 80% are negative and 95% are repeating? I think I mentioned that in a podcast earlier, but it's worth repeating. If we can't choose our thoughts intentionally, and if we don't choose them, we will feel down a lot. Many of our thoughts are pre-programmed or inherited. They are not good. With these false and limiting thoughts, we then look at our marriage, our body, our work, our life, and find evidence that what we are thinking is true. Yep, I don't measure up. I do treat others terribly, and they treat me terribly, and my body needs improving, and my mom, my father-in-law, and my kids and boss all should be different. Our brains keep finding more evidence for these thoughts and solidifying them, even if they aren't true. And then we have these thoughts repeating in our brains all day long, 95% of the time. We're not creative. We don't come up with new ones unless we intentionally practice. They become rock solid, these false beliefs, and seem absolutely indisputable. That's where I was when I found this work. My job as a coach is to help my clients uncover Their thoughts, they're just sentences in their minds so they can realize they're optional. Then when they see the truth, they can change them if they want. It's completely up to them. 
a question to ask yourself after you figure out a thought that causes you to feel low is, why are you choosing to think that thought today? Once you see how unproductive it is, you will realize it's a choice to keep thinking it. If you want, you can choose a thought that's helpful. Just try it on, like you would a shirt in a store. If it doesn't work, put it back on the rack. If the thought does work, start practicing it over and over again in your mind. I've told you in prior episodes, I've used voice memos for things that I really don't believe, but I want to believe. And I, whenever I'm in the car alone, before I let myself listen to a podcast or my favorite song, I, I was like, I'm going to do a little bit of thought work here. I am going to try to believe this voice memo and I play it and it repeats in my head over and over and over again. You need to combat the 95% repeating thoughts that have been in charge with the thoughts you intentionally want to keep. When the negative thoughts pops back into your mind again, as it will, because it's been repeated many times in your brain, just say, this is a thought error and move on to the thought that works. You will know that the thought works because you will feel better when you think it. You will act better. You will experience your life differently. Try to find new thoughts that help you feel excited, motivated, committed, loving, peaceful, confident, or grateful. These are emotions that will create great behaviors and you will experience life in a more positive way. It's magical. Nothing has changed, but everything changes. We have so much more control than we think. Our thoughts cause our feelings. Our feelings are super important because everything we do is because of the way we want to feel or we want to avoid the way that we will feel. Feelings are a big deal. So make sure that your thoughts are creating the feelings you want to experience in your life regularly. The other 50% of this work that is crucial is your emotional health. So we just talked about your mental health. That's the thought model. That's thought work. That's managing your mind. But this emotional health part is the work of managing your feelings. I will share how to be emotionally healthy on next week's podcast. We don't have enough time today. Until then, know that you matter. Your mental health matters. This is important. It's as important as your physical health. It's as important as your spiritual health because when these two are out of whack, your mental and emotional health, they affect everything else. When I was having such a hard time in my marriage, I gained a bunch of weight because my emotional and mental health was bad. My physical health really took a dive and my spiritual health wasn't near as good either. As you do this work, you will feel a shift. It will change your life dramatically. It's hard work, but so worth it. Keep it up. You've got this. Please like, and share this podcast. If it has helped you, I love sharing these truths that transformed my life for the better. I want to help as many people as I can with their emotional and mental health. And I know that it will make a difference. Thanks for being here. And as always, seek and expect miracles. They are right around the corner.